found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, it's Monday, the 13th day of February, and here we are ready for another week. Oh, kind of a later night last night with the Super Bowl. Yes. What a game, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, what a man. Game. Good to see you. Morning, Dale. And it really ended up being quite a, a good one compared to uh, some in the past. It um, kind of went in the way I don't think most pros thought it was going to be. Nope. Even all the know-it-alls on television that picked the picks <laughs> all picked the Eagles. Yeah. And the uh, final score, 38-35. And for much of the game, it yeah. was the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, it was their game. I mean, they were uh, by far the better team. But it was a good one all the way through. And um, thinking back to the commercials. Not very good. No, I didn't. Not very good at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, somewhat amusing, I guess, a few. I didn't start watching till about an hour or so prior to the game. I, I know it was on forever before that. But. <laughs> sure. So I started then, and then as soon as the game was over, I, you know, I was done. I, mm-hmm. I moved on. Don't need to watch all the other stuff. Here's a, a little uh, snippet. If you did uh, keep watching after the trophy presentation, Fox's Terry Bradshaw had an awkward chat with Chiefs coach Andy Reid. So uh, here we go. Let's listen. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> Congratulations, Andy. No. You know, this had to be... Um, uh, uh, you've done this before. I remember in the 49ers Super Bowl, nothing until the fourth quarter. And this game, some, something similar. All of a sudden, your, your offense similar. just started going. <laughs> what was the difference? Well, I, I contributed that to the offensive line, Pat Mahomes, and the rest of the offensive players. They did a great job. Eric Bieniemy was tremendous down the stretch there putting things together and it was just uh, uh, by really by all the coaches both sides of the ball well like I want to congratulate you and I know that you're getting up in years now like me and I just I just know that it's got to be a time that where all these Super Bowls you got to say to yourself time to ride off into the sunset that's not going to happen is it no, no. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this one right here I'm going to okay. tell you this is unbelievable talk uh, Philadelphia you did a great job it was a great game but how about those cheese? <laughs> so uh, Bradshaw, uh, Bradshaw, they're uh, Waddle over yes. here. Yeah. And then asking if he's going to retire. I guess, you know, I mean, there was no signification that he was ever thinking about retiring. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. So where, why are you asking? <clears throat> was he given that assignment? No, nah, yeah. go, let me go ask uh, <laughs> Reed if he's going to retire. <laughs> So it ended up. Uh, they probably are thinking if he's going to retire, then they have a spot, you know, have a yeah. spot for him with getting rid of Bradshaw. Because <laughs> it's got to get to the point where viewers, probably a lot of viewers now, don't even know who he is. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. Because he was a quarterback of the 70s. I was thinking that most of those guys. Yeah, I mean. Does anybody, they might care who Jimmy Johnson is? I mean. Been a long while. It's since been a he long coached. time, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think of the announcers? 
I, um, you know, I'm okay with them. Yeah. They certainly didn't show any bias, in my opinion. Did you feel there was some bias? I kind of felt like the uh, the former player. Who was the, the former player? Uh, what, um, uh, I know. Greg Olson. Yeah. That was his name? Yeah, Olson. Olson. Yeah. Kind of felt like he was a he was a Jalen Hurts fanboy. Oh. He was, you know, oh, we got to tell that story. We got to tell his story of overcoming adversity and getting benched and <laughs> transferring <laughs> to Oklahoma. I mean, it was just... Okay. So he got benched and he got mad and went to another school. Okay. Halftime show, I didn't... I didn't... It was there... a great display of production and lip syncing. Yeah. I mean, there was... I mean, it was just pretty much... It was kind of a blah uh, halftime, I thought. And then... Uh, you know, the commercials, I'm sitting here thinking. One doesn't really come to mind that stood out as... No. I Apparently, uh, someone texted in and said Terry Bradshaw told Reed at the very end of the coach interview to go eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, once upon a time, Bradshaw did one of those weight loss commercials and he'd lost some weight. Yes. Well, he's put it back on. Well, he sure has. Okay, so... <laughs> but he's had some health issues, right? I don't know. I think he has. Okay. He has some sort of health scare or some, no. something or other. So, another Super Bowl has come and gone. And if you had money on Kansas City, good for you. I would think the uh, point spread. I guess, yeah, he was battling cancer okay. Did for he? a while. I yeah. know. Didn't know that. Overcame cancer twice since 21. Oh, okay. There you go. So what do you think of that, that um, defensive hold call at the end? Well, surely there at the very beginning of that, he was holding on to his jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. He had a hold of that jersey. Right. Then shortly after that, I don't see that he really hooked him. Right. To make, and again, evidently there was something pretty similar earlier in the game that was let go. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that call did make a, a big difference in the outcome, I think, of the game because it just, uh, you know, gave him a first down, you know, after that. Yeah. So, and there still would have been plenty of time for Philadelphia to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not quite as bad. What was it that happened? It was that uh, it was a call of uh, personal foul. Remember when that happened? It was in the playoffs. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that guy was just heartbroken. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he tackled Mahomes out of bounds yeah, into yeah. a bench. I mean that. But it, you know, just looked to me like it, it was just, you know, I don't know. But I mean, he he was heartbroken after he did that because he knows, you know, <laughs> right. that was that was the reason they lost. Mm-hmm. So we've got, um, you know, this is really weird, and you, you got to think this has been going on for quite some time. But now it's being reported all the time. The Pentagon is uh, still reporting more objects. The fourth object in eight days. It all started with a Chinese balloon. And now for the fourth time in eight days, the U.S. shot down an unidentified object flying over North American airspace. Now, are we starting to get into the little guys, the creatures? You know, are we blasting them out now? <laughs> or are we get into smart alecks. Yeah. They're just like, you know, buying weather balloons yeah. and sending them up. See what happens. But that's, you know, quite a few the fourth time in eight days. Right. 
And the Pentagon has refused to rule out that the recent unidentified object shot out of the sky could be aliens. Some pilots said the object interfered with their sensors. Oh, no. Other pilots say they observed no identifiable propulsion and couldn't explain how the object was staying in the air. Glenn Van Herc, an Air Force general who commands NORAD and U.S. Northern Command, was asked whether the Pentagon ruled out aliens regarding the objects that have been shot down. He said, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. We continue to assess every threat. So, has this opened the door to all kinds of things that may be going on now? And again, we've had reports of unidentified flying objects for years. Right. Is aliens, though, like, if they came... <laughs> it's not aliens. It's just not. It could be, it's Matthew. Not. They're just keeping their, their distance. If they came from across <laughs> a galaxy, yeah, our little missiles aren't going to affect them. Well, they evidently are. They're blasting them out of the air. <laughs> I don't know. Because if they started using their technology, then we'd really know something's amok. Mm. Because they could probably, you know, do some things and <laughs> send the missile right back at the aircraft. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. With that noise. <laughs> You've got to have the, the sound effects to go with it. <laughs> it's... We got just a couple of messages, and we'll be back with more tidbits. Another uh, belief the Chinese uh, are messing with us, this time in Hawaii. We'll uh, have that coming up next. This is Tidbits. It's 6.36 on this Monday, the 13th day of February, and you've got Tidbits. You know, we've had all kinds of things involving stories related to the Chinese messing with us. This involves a satellite which fired down green laser beams that were seen over Hawaii. Mm. That was last month. That arrived as tensions between the U.S. and China escalated. Now they call it Balloon Gate. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Scientists from NAOJ, that's the National astronomical observative of Japan <laughs> tweeted late last month that their camera had captured green laser lights in the cloudy sky over Mauna Kea, Hawaii. Evidence is pointing to a Chinese satellite. Hmm. Now, why are they? Me- are we messing with them, too? <laughs> See, we don't get those. Re- <laughs> we don't report us and what we're doing. No, that, that's true. No, no. You got to wonder if we're messing with them as well. It's you know it can't be all one sided. So you got to wonder if we're flashing our own rendition of green lights and stuff for them. So I got a text okay. that apparently there was a uh, UFO reports in Western Cass County early Sunday morning. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, deputies responded, or a deputy responded, said there was something there. But as he tried to go toward it, it seemed to get farther away, flashing red and green and blue lights, uh, reporting hovering over a person's residence. Hmm. See, it's going to happen all over the place now. And then we had reports of uh, some, I think, Starlink satellites over the sky that right. kind of look like streaks. Oh. 
So we got a lot of things to look at up in the sky now. Yeah, a lot of sky anomalies going on. <laughs> but again, you know, we've had this going on for a very, very long time. So um, until the next thing comes along, and then we'll stop hearing about this stuff completely. Yes. Now, what do you think about this? A popular Italian restaurant in New Jersey has made the decision to ban kids under the age of 10. This has been done before. I mean, it's this. we've heard of other restaurants have done this. I'd like that. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. Nettie's House of Spaghetti <laughs> in Tenton Falls announced that beginning March 8th, they'll no longer serve young kids. They said, we love kids. We truly, really do. But lately... It's been extremely challenging to accommodate children. (laughs) Between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around the restaurant, we've decided that it's time to take control of the situation. We know that this is going to make some of our uh, patrons very upset, especially those of you with very well-behaved children. But... We believe this is the right decision for our business moving forward. They wrote in their response to a comment that the children have become a liability. They said kids running around the restaurant in circles when they're trying to carry trays of food and drinks has made doing their jobs extremely difficult. Who's letting their kids run around like that? (laughs) Hey, kids, just do whatever. I'm going to eat my spaghetti. Just some parents do. So you know, they, I just they don't seem to have any comprehension of to how to make their children behave in a public environment. And reactions to the announcement have ranged from supportive to disappointed. You know, and again, you're going to have support from guys like me, <laughs> and you know, people who have kids that are less than ten are not going to like it. They like right. going there. So. You'll have to go elsewhere. And, and at the end of the day, it's their their business. They yeah. want to make that rule. They can. I mean. <laughs> this, you got to wonder how this happens. Federal workplace safety authorities have fined a central Pennsylvania confectionery factory more than 14500 following an accident last year in which two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. Oh, The Occupational Safety and Health Administration cited Mars Wrigley in the incident at the Elizabethtown M&M Mars factory, saying the workers were not authorized to work in the tanks and were uh, trained on the proper safety procedures for that equipment. The uh, two workers employed by an outside contracting firm fell into the partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work. Now, do you do that, and then you, you and the buddy are in there. Let's just get out of here. And you taint the chocolate. You don't say anything. Is that how that stuff? Yeah, you know? I think you splash around for a little bit. Emergency. Evidently, they couldn't get out because emergency responders were able to free them by cutting a hole in the bottom of the tank. Both were taken to the hospital, one by helicopter. It's probably hot. Right. Well, I, yeah, I would think, yeah. It's got to be hot enough to be melted. Yeah. So <laughs> that wouldn't be. Uh, hmm. But, you know, we've had. How do you get foreign objects? And again, did uh, one of these guys' pliers fall out? Or are we going to have that in a piece of uh, M&M Mars candy? 
<laughs> you know, it's a got a bolt. Yeah. Well, metal shavings, that's always one. Metal shavings, like a handful. Just, oh. I don't, and you know, it's got to be workers. <laughs> don't say anything, Frank. We'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> don't say anything, Frank. It's just, uh, you got to, you really got to wonder how some of this stuff goes on in these places. <laughs> and then, um, this information, <laughs> a um, streaker. I don't know if you were watching any golf over the weekend, but a man ended up streaking Friday <laughs> during Waste Management's Phoenix Open in Scottsdale. He avoided security, as they always do, <laughs> and ran onto the 16th hole. Now, he did have underwear on, so he wasn't buck naked. Oh, okay. He then grabbed the pen. <laughs> Gave fans his best stripper impression. <laughs> then completed his routine with a belly flop into the pond. Wow. <laughs> what a spectacle. He ended up getting helped out of the pond from security. <laughs> and again, you're in Scottsdale, so I guess you don't have to worry necessarily about, you know, the uh, gators. Pretty sure he has the... Uh... <laughs> Pretty solid mullet, too. <laughs> but, the, you know, that's a lot of courage. <laughs> you, you go out there, and it's not like their greens are small in the PGA tournament. <laughs> so he, right. you, know, you grab the pen, wave it, do some other stuff, and then belly flop in the pot. You know somebody had to bet him. You know? You, right. Do you just do that on your own or somebody? I, I'll, I'll bet you won't. <laughs> That was like a big thing in the 70s, streakers, right? Yeah, was, oh, yeah, that yeah. was all over. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you do this? Medical researchers are looking for volunteers willing to earn up to 4250 bucks. Now, that's retirement money for me. <laughs> for participating in their study, you might get diarrhea for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to spend up to 11 days in the hospital, even if you don't. All for $4,200. <laughs> Wow. The experiment's called a human challenge trial, which means study participants are deliberately exposed to an infectious disease. Gosh. In this case, they'd be exposed to the Shigella uh. bacteria, the primary cause of dysentery. No. Oh. Which is an infection that causes diarrhea, blood, containing blood or mucus. <laughs> Scientists are working on a more. That's what potent... killed people on the Oregon Trail, man. Was dysentery. This you want to willingly give yourself dysentery for forty two hundred bucks. <laughs> That's walking money. Yeah, yeah. I'll quit my job. <laughs> Scientists are working on a more potent vaccine to fight Shigella, which, because strains resistant to antibiotics have been cropping up. And that's what happens generally. They start sure. developing ways to get around what's working to fight it. Study volunteers, <laughs> and I'm right there in the front of the line, <laughs> will drink the bacteria <laughs> after getting the vaccine or a placebo. Which oh. will I get? Oh, which will you get? Hmm. <laughs> All will then be hospitalized. <laughs> For up to 11 days. Oh, my gosh. And monitored. 
and they'll have to be available for outpatient visits for eight months. <laughs> okay, so you got that's uh, being held in Atlanta and Cincinnati, pretty okay. close by. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to be miserable for eleven days, I. Do. <laughs> And would you? you and know, I guess I guess you would probably lose some weight. Yeah, you probably some, yeah. Probably lose some weight out of the deal. I just can't imagine being because you got to be uncomfortable if you get that, aren't you? Aren't you going to be uncomfortable? Well, you would imagine you're, you, you know, get dysentery. I mean, or whatever. It's. I mean, come on. <laughs> All for forty two hundred dollars. <sighs> and finally. There are ways to um, to beat the rap when it comes to a DUI. All right. California man won his case after he justified it was necessary for him to drive drunk to escape two angry women. <laughs> he said both women attacked him <laughs> after his wife found out he was cheating on her. Uh-oh. The two were temporarily living apart because of marital problems, so he brought his neighbor over for a little fun, a little mm. drinking. Mm. However, the missus came back to the house and found the two in bed. Oh. <laughs> so he got into his truck. <laughs> but, a little whoopee. But later pulled over and fell asleep. An officer found the guy and arrested him for DUI. He ended up having the charge dropped because he argued his physical well-being was in danger. What a what a day that would have been. Okay. The neighbor. Yeah. The neighbor lady. The neighbor lady. Always, was always who, the, who would have thought? <laughs> the neighbor lady. I'm not looking at the neighbor lady. See, that's <laughs> quit staring at her. Oh, what neighbors? We have neighbors? What? <laughs> so there you go, some tidbits. how the weekend go as a whole? I know you watched the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, we well. Good, good, good weekend. Um yeah, mine pretty uneventful as usual. But, um, you know, now we've got uh, both for pens for kids mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. I almost said both for. No. Is it called? It used to be. No. But now it's pens for kids. That's coming up in March. Yeah. So are you going to practice? I don't know. Last year was so, and I'm sure it'll be the same if we're participating. So uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it's like you've never, I felt like I had never bowled before. Bowling is one of those things that it's like, how hard can it be? You have a ball, you roll it down a thing, and it's, it, it can't be this difficult. Yeah. And yet it is. It's like, you know, I even used to be in a league, yeah. you know, and it's like, man, you, it's like I'd never bowled before. It's like I can't get my feet working. Yeah. Hip hurts. Sure. Oh, it was terrible. Shoulders, fingers, arms. <laughs> And still managed to win. How about that? What was your your score? It was like a 103. 103, yeah. And mine wasn't much better. But you won the uh, the car <laughs> last did. year. So anyway, we got that coming up. Uh, you know, spring's around the corner. The woodchuck came out last week. Mm-hmm. We've got so much to look forward to. Absolutely. And so many things in the sky. So I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. See you, buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.